Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So before we do anything, folks, I first need to congratulate our summit mistress for getting engaged when she and her boy toy, Gramps, that's his code name, when they were down in Mexico. And they've been together for, I think they just celebrated 10 years, 10 or 11, something like that. So they're basically married anyway. But now they want to make it legit, so they're finally tying the knot. Now, I don't know, since the two of them were down in Mexico, if he proposed to her during a donkey show, or maybe during a cockfight, and calm down out there, you queens. That's not what you think it is. But they're getting married, so we wanted to congratulate them both. And White Boy Malcolm X, We've been invited to the wedding. We have. Yes, sir, we have. Which is, maybe possibly, sometime next year. I believe the wedding and a reception, they're doing that down in New Orleans, having a party back in Colorado, and we're getting invites, of course we are, to all of the above. That's a woman who knows how to invite trouble. You want to talk about a dumpster fire, though. A wedding in New Orleans. Drunk Cajun Disneyland. That's what New Orleans is. So it's going to be a disaster. An epic train wreck. But of course we'll be there for it. Who else but Miller Frost and White Boy Malcolm X are going to make it that way? No one. So count us in, Summit Mistress. Can't wait to have a a grand gay old time down there in drunk Cajun Disneyland. But you should call ahead. Let them know we're coming. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. But since we had, or at least I had, a little bit of fun doing some of these, going through a couple of the news stories, I had tagged over the last month. We got a couple more for you. And just for the hell of it, I think they're going to be most of the podcast. New stories from the past few weeks. And I'll toss in a couple current ones just to mix things up. So first out of the gate is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Charlie Puth says queer people dancing to Madonna at a gay club inspired him to make better music. Well, looky here. This one-hit wonder twink, this gay baiter extraordinaire 
He's got himself a new album. Charlie. That's the name of the album. How original. And I guess one of the songs on there, Loser, how appropriate. Charlie, the gay-baiting twink, says was inspired by the gay clubs of West Hollywood. If you say so, girlfriend. And the bars he cites in West Hollywood, or WeHo for short, the bars that inspired him to make better music, like it could get much worse coming out of his mouth. But the bars, I guess Miss Puth was driving around WeHo one night. You go, girlfriend. But he passed by Pump, never heard of it, and The Abbey, and the music he heard coming out of those places helped him to make Loser, Loser the song, not him, helped him to make it, I guess, gay dance friendly. Whatever the hell that means. Now the Abbey, that's not even a gay bar anymore. Now it used to be, and I remember back when it was, was in there many times back in the day, but now it's completely infested with drunk white millennial Gen Z chicks out from the valley who go there for girls' nights out, their bachelorette parties, where they can go out, get white girl drunk, get shrieking drunk, scare all the queens away. And I wonder, white boy Malcolm X, I wonder if Miss Puth, when she was driving around WeHo, getting inspired by all the gay dance music, I wonder if she saw Ronan Rubenstein, our favorite bisexual, here on the Miller Frost podcast. Because I think Ronan, I think he allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, likes to leave his girlfriend at home, go out, get banged by half the guys in L.A. And I would think, if that's what you're into, no better place to do it than WeHo. Anyway, getting back to this. Now I know. With this silly little story about cruising WeHo and being inspired, now I know why they call him a little gay baiter. Which may be true, I don't know. But if I had to guess, I'd say that he's another one. Another closet case queen out there playing himself a a hearty game of closet peekaboo. Peekaboo, peekaboo. Like Harry Peekaboo Styles does. This one, not wearing a dress, but he's cruising WeHo. Oh, I was just driving around WeHo. Heard all the music coming from the gay bar and the bachelorette bar. And I was inspired to make Loser my song, not me. Make that a gay dance song. Yes, of course, princess. If you say so. From the Washington Post. World has nine years to avert catastrophic warming, study shows. Scientists say gas projects discussed at UN Climate Conference 
would seriously threaten world's climate goals. They never learn. They never, ever, ever, ever learn with these nonsensical eco-disaster porn countdowns. You would have thought after Rush Limbaugh humiliated Al Gore with that 10-year countdown that's come and gone many years now, many, many years now, that they finally stop with these silly near-future countdowns that we can all disprove easily enough. And now here we have the Washington Post, Jeff Bezos' pet newspaper, where democracy dies in darkness. Those catty, bitchy queens over there trying to pull the exact same stunt. And this has to do with that nutty little leftist eco-warrior confab they had in Egypt a few weeks back. The UN Climate Change Conference, known as COP27. It's just a big shakedown. All the third world hellholes guilting all the rich white people into handing the money, taxpayer money, borrowed taxpayer money, and I'm sure Rita Thunberg, her and her yacht were there so she could hysterically lecture adults about the environment. And they're all probably thinking, yeah, she's not so cute anymore. Just another shrill, hysterical 20-something brat having a temper tantrum. But they do this because in nine years, when this has been proven a lie, like Al Gore was proven a liar, you think anything will happen? No. And just to gaslight us, those girls over at the Washington Post, they'll do another one. In 2031, 2032, they'll come out with another headline. 10 more years to avert catastrophic warming. Just to screw with us. And if you ask them, I thought we were doomed now. They'd be like, no, you got another nine years. But this time, we're serious. Okay, girls, you all have fun with that. From Boston.com, for those still trying to duck COVID, the isolation is worse than ever. Some members of the masked minority have reorganized their lives indefinitely. I'll tell you something about COVID. It has made some people insane. Completely, hysterically unhinged when it comes to risk assessment. Like, do I get in my car today? Or am I going to die in a car crash? And with COVID, do I leave my house today without having three masks and a hazmat suit? Or am I going to catch the COVID and die a horrible death? And they use the example of, well, their names are Christine Grimaldi and Jeremy Polofsky. And they look like, this picture of them, they look like two snitty millennials who hang out in upscale bars in Cambridge and masturbate to their education credentials. You folks know the type. 
Around here, especially. Oh, I went to Harvard. Oh, I went to Yale. Oh, I went to whatever elitist prep school where 10 generations of my family have gone. I'm a legacy. That's the type of insufferable douchebags they look like. And these two, with their new baby, you want to see their new baby. I wouldn't. But if you did, you can only do it in their backyard. But before you can even get to the backyard, you have to take a a rapid coronavirus test to even do that. And if you want to hold that crapping little noise box, even though it's outside, even though you just tested negative with their rapid coronavirus test, you still have to wear a mask. And to use their bathroom, which I'm sure is chock full of anti-anxiety medications, you have to wear a mask to do that too. I guess, on the plus side, they don't make you wear two. I'd tell them to kiss my gay, middle-aged ass. Not doing any of that. Can you imagine going through life that neurotic, that hysterical about catching this thing, that not only do you have these insane rules, but you think all that and more are reasonable enough, completely rational behaviors, that you run and talk to the media about it. Tell everyone how paranoid and controlling you are. Now, I'm sure here in Boston, these hysterical ninnies around here, they're all probably thinking, oh, good for them. I don't blame them at all. I'd make my guests wear a hazmat suit. They want to come see my baby. That kid, bless their heart. They're going to be completely messed up completely screwed in the head with parents that neurotic. Great job there, Christine and Jeremy. Hysterical COVID Cairns that you are. And good luck with all that. No one probably misses you anyway. From the New York Post, how Taylor Swift's 2023 Eras Tour is ruining weddings across the U.S., And Summit Mistress, you've been warned. These poor millennial bridezillas. These poor, poor millennial bridezillas. And this story, it had some millennial bridezillas whose weddings were scheduled the same day as Taylor Swift's concert. And they were actually debating about moving the wedding to a different day. And I'm willing to bet most of them do because they know in their heart of hearts that when it comes down to it, attending their narcissist parade of a wedding or going to a Taylor Swift concert, most of their vapid friends will bail on the wedding or the reception, even if it's open bar, to attend the concert instead. They're not going to miss out on bragging on Instagram or TikTok that they got tickets to Taylor Swift. 
no matter the cost, even if it burns a friendship. These girls, they're all frenemies anyway. And I have been to a millennial wedding before, so who could blame them? I had to go to my cousin's wedding in Princeton, and that was a a multi-hour bridezilla spectacle. It's all about me. I am the son to which all you lowly serfs bow and worship. I will never, ever, ever, ever go to another millennial wedding again after that torture. Not enough booze to make that even remotely tolerable. And the Taylor Swift concert, I'm willing to predict that that's going to be exactly like that Alanis Morissette concert I went to back in the mid-90s, a spattering of queens and tens of thousands of dopey millennial Gen Z chicks, all thinking it's one big giant sing-along. You won't even be able to hear her over that. So if you want to hear her fans screeching while she prances around on stage, there you go. Enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Another one from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Heartstopper show Kit Connor forced to come out as bisexual. Now, we've not watched Heartstopper yet. That's on Netflix. It's in my queue, but we haven't watched it. Like I want to watch two little gabies falling in love. Meh. Yes, I'm just a bitter old queen. A jaded, bitter old queen. But I guess Kit here, he's 18 years old. Good God, that's young. But I guess there's a video of him holding hands with some young woman. And so the queer mean girls, and you know who you are, they decided to trash this poor kid, accuse him of gay baiting, like he's Charlie Puth or something, because he played a little gay bee in Heartstopper. Or I guess, to be more accurate, he played a kind of gay bee. He's apparently bisexual in the show. So he's kind of gay on the show. He's a part-time gay. And so, if he's playing kind of gay on a show, I guess he's not allowed to hold hands with a woman 
in real life. So now, this poor kid, Kit Connor, this little 18-year-old Twinkie, after they harassed the crap out of him online, he's now come out as bisexual, just to shut them all up. He's bisexual on the show. He's bisexual in real life. Let's call it into the drama. Now, as you all know, I give bisexuals, especially bisexual men, a hard time. What do I always say about bisexual men? They're really gay. They're just easing into it a bit. And being bisexual, being kind of gay, it's a low bar to hit. It really is. It takes no effort whatsoever. But you know, to harass this kid online over this, Jesus Christmas, some of you are just screwed up in the head. Who gives a crap who he sleeps with? It's called acting for a reason. And we've been over this now, I don't know how many times at this point, so I'm not going to belabor the point. But just because someone plays gay or kind of gay, being bisexual in a movie or TV show, doesn't mean they have to be gay or kind of gay in real life. And if you get butthurt over that, Get over yourself. Kid wants to act. Let him act in peace. As far as I'm concerned, that's why we have the gay for pay business model. As triggering as it is to some of you. Yes, Michael Urie. Yes, Billy Eichner. I'm talking to you two queens. That's why we have world-renowned gay for pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch. That's why we have the The Twinkie Twins. That's what I'm going to call them from now on, White Boy Malcolm X. The Twinkie Twins, Timothée Chalamet, and Taron Edgerton, trying to usurp world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch, trying to take his title. And again, you little twinks, not happening, ever. So Kit, if you're out there listening to this podcast, first off, Welcome to the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. Hope you have yourself a a grand gay old time, or at least have yourself one part-time, since you're only a part-time gay. Don't let those creepy losers bother you, son. From Out.com, the 2022 Out 100. The Out 100 is Out's proudest tradition, a roundup of the year's most impactful LGBTQ plus changemakers in entertainment, fashion, politics, business, and beyond. 2022 saw a barrage of challenges facing the LGBTQ plus community, and these artists, disruptors, educators, and groundbreakers fought back using their art, abilities, and platforms. Here we go again. We're always the victim. And no, folks, I did not make this list. Not that I'm butthurt about it, but I did not make this list. And I will never, ever, ever, ever make this list. 
I don't care how big this podcast gets. I could be more famous than all these people put together and they still won't put me on this list. Not that I get butthurt about that either. I really wouldn't. This is like a a high school popularity contest for the tribe. Our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. And I guarantee you, all 100 plus of these clowns have bent the knee to our new gender identity overlords, which I will never do. Call me whatever names you want. I'm not into men with a hoo-hoo, which you have to be, or you're transphobic. But anyway, to this list, the out 100. Now, I looked through all 100 of them, although there are more than 100 people on the list. They did pair some of them up, and I, I only recognized three of them. I have no idea who any of the others are. White boy Malcolm X, did you look over the list I sent you? You did? Did you, other than the three I flagged, did you see any you knew about? No. That's what I thought. I guess both of us are bad gays. But we knew that already. So the three I have are, well, the first one I have is Rafael Silva and Ronan Rubenstein. They're together on this silly popularity contest list. And they're on, also together, on Reno 911 Lone Star. I think that's the name of the show. I don't know anything about Rafael Silva. He could be gay. He could be kind of gay. He could be gay for pay. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm sure he's a nice young man, but I'm so indifferent, folks. I didn't even bother to Google him before we sat down to do this. Now, Ronan, on the other hand, he, of course, is our favorite bisexual here on the Miller Frost Podcast. As you regular listeners know, we love Ronan, but he made this list? Really? He's only kind of gay. He's just a part-time gay. A bisexual. How a part-time gay with a girlfriend at home, and what's her name? Jessica Parker Kennedy. Jessica Kennedy Parker. I can't remember what it is. Bless her heart. But how a part-time gay with a poor beleaguer girlfriend at home can be considered one of the most impactful LGBTQ plus changemakers in 2022. That's a joke. As much as we love Ronan here, even if we don't love him as much as all the guys that allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, bang him every weekend in LA, but as much as we love him, that's kind of a joke to have him on this list. Next up is Karine Jean-Pierre, that lying black lesbian who tries to, on a daily basis, tries to gaslight the country that her boss has his full faculties 
and everything is going just dandy. All that inflation, a wide open southern border, the slow bankrupting of the country. Nothing to see here, folks. Everything's great. And you're a fascist and a white supremacist if you disagree. That's her entire shtick. That's the best she can do. Lie and scream about fascism and white supremacy. Another joke on this list. And the last name I recognized on this silly list, T.J. Osborne, that country queen. And we've talked about T.J. Osborne before. He's the one. He got super duper butt hurt because he didn't get a participation trophy for coming on out of the closet. Another self-absorbed millennial who thinks that his coming out When did he come out again, White Boy Malcolm X? 2020, 2021? I remember talking about it. I just can't remember the year. Any idea, sir? Who cares? Damn, White Boy Malcolm X. Harsh. But I totally agree. Who cares? But he's another one. Threw himself up on a cross. Kind of like, David... Og, because it was oh so hard for him to come out of the closet, to be the first country queen to come out of the closet. I came out in Spartanburg, South Carolina in 1993. And this queen comes out in Nashville in whenever, 2020, 2021. And he thinks he's had it harder than anyone has ever had it ever throughout world history. No one has had it harder than T.J. Osborne in coming out of the closet. Ever. Poor princess. And I think he also got butt hurt because the state of Tennessee, they were actually going to give him some sort of, I don't know, silly award, a participation trophy, for being a big old queen. And the Republicans were like, uh, no. This dopey millennial, no trophy for him. And he whined about that too. Another joke, T.J. Osborne, as one of the most impactful LGBTQ plus changemakers in 2022. Okay, girls, you silly girls at out.com, if you say so. From the Daily Caller, from scoliosexual to gray gender, we've defined the most vexing of San Francisco's 130 gender options. And this has to do with San Francisco's Guaranteed Income for Transgender People, or GIFT program, which will give 55 San Francisco residents who earn less than $600 a month and who have one of these 130 different super special, pain-in-the-ass gender identities, and super special, pain-in-the-ass pronouns, they'll give them $1,200 a month for 18 months. First off, who the hell can afford to live in San Francisco off $600 a month? I don't even think you can afford a shopping cart in San Francisco for $600 a month. And what's $1,200 going to get you there? 
What size cardboard box does that buy you in San Francisco? And can you imagine being a queen in San Francisco right about now? When people think about San Francisco, for the last few decades anyway, all anyone ever thought about were queens. The Golden Gate Bridge and Queens. That's it. Now though, what's San Francisco? The Golden Gate Bridge being overrun with heterosexuals with personality disorders and way down on the list, these poor beleaguered queens who now have to pay for some of these weirdos through this gift program. Probably thinking, what the what? What the hell? Of all the indignities I have to pay for, dodging needles in the street, this entire city smelling worse than a porta potty at a Grateful Dead reunion concert, now I have to subsidize some dopey straight kid with a personality disorder? Is there no end to the torment? Short answer, no. Sorry about that, girls, but no. And for our last story, folks, it's from The Advocate. Those girls over at The Advocate. NFL's Carl Nassib says coming out was tough but rewarding. In a recent interview, the out and proud pro football player described being the first out NFL player as effing cool. If only T.J. Osborne, if only he had a tenth of this guy's dignity in coming out. What kids coming out now can learn from Carl Nassib, doing it, come what may, without getting overly hysterical about it, and in the process, showing up all these other celebrity clowns who can't come out of the closet without making it way too overly dramatic. Oh, it was so hard coming out of the closet in Los Angeles. Oh, I had it much harder in New York. And we love us some Carl Nassib here on the Miller Frost Podcast. Not even a ginger, but I think even white boy Malcolm X, he wouldn't kick him out of bed if he found him there. Correct, sir? Would you kick Carl Nassib out of your bed if he were there? Maybe. That's a yes from white boy Malcolm X. So Carl, great job there, sir. And again, welcome to the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. But quit giving money to the Trevor Project. They only spend it on cocktails and keeping up their lavish lifestyles. Been there, done that with the Trevor Project. So I know firsthand how those girls work. They're in it, in my opinion, to keep up that grand gay lifestyle. Everything else is just for show. So on that note, since I cannot top this strapping stud NFL player coming out of the closet, even if so many others in the limelight make doing so an absurd exercise in narcissistic victimization. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. 
Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 